Miracy. I'm Kate Donovan, and you're listening to Making It. I am a keynote speaker, podcast host, and author who loves working with the burnt out crowd. My father was an alcoholic and an addict until I was six, and then he became clean and has been clean ever since, but we were often talking about it as a family. It was not hidden from us as children. We were informed of what was going on. We knew when he went to rehab, it was a normal conversation in our house. So I didn't think that it created any problems for me. And as I found out later in life, as my life unfolded, I started to realize that there's a lot of trauma responses and coping responses I created during that period of my life that I never knew that I created that eventually led to me burning out. I made a decision as a six-year-old girl that the mistakes that our family was allowed to use for the rest of my entire life had already been used. So I had to be perfect because there was no space for me to do anything but. So I created all of these like kind of perfectionism. I learned how to read a room really carefully and read into people's energy and emotions really well so that I could buffer whatever it is that they were feeling so I could make sure everybody was happy and satisfied all the time. I absolutely did take a lot of responsibility on myself, and that was a huge issue for me, and it still is a huge issue for me, something that I have to really pay attention to. And as a child, I wanted that responsibility because that responsibility made me feel like I could control it. If I was responsible for it, then I could control it, which, of course, it was not true, but I didn't know that as a you know six-year-old. When I finished high school, I got a full scholarship to Boston University, and I started the pre-med program where I learned that I did not want to go to medical school <laughs> because it was going to be a terrible experience. It was going to be very expensive. I did not grow up with any sort of financial privilege. So I moved from Boston to California. I went to acupuncture school. I loved it. Loved it. It made the world make sense to me. For the first time in my life, it felt like there was an explanation, a way to connect everything in the world. And it was so fascinating. I was absolutely obsessed. I started seeing in the school clinic what things we were capable of, things that I would have never believed possible. I was still working, doing acupuncture, fairly happy doing acupuncture. And my husband's job brought us to New Jersey. And the license that I have in the United States is valid in every single state except for New Jersey. And in order for it to be valid, I would have to do a bunch of school and spend a bunch of money. So I was moving to a place where I wasn't going to be able to practice acupuncture. And at the same time, people had been asking me about burnout. So things just started to sort of roll together. We moved back, or me back, my husband had never lived here, but we moved to the States. And within eight weeks, I ruptured my Achilles. And so I ended up in bed. I couldn't stand, I think it was 12 weeks that I wasn't able to put any pressure at all on my left foot. And so one night I was going to bed and I was like bawling, crying, you know, the type of cry that gets the pillow wet. And I sometimes ask my dead grandmothers for support. And I was like, all right, ladies, please help me figure out what it is I need to do with this time. I went to bed, I fell asleep, I woke up in the morning and I had. Fried, the ultimate guide to burnout podcasts, just like a ticker tape across my forehead. I could not get rid of the idea. So I said, okay, 
I'm listening. I'll do it. And within the next five weeks, I had created a logo on Canva by myself and recorded 35 interviews for the podcast that I edited and produced myself. Please don't listen to, well, please listen to them because they're valuable, but the sound quality leaves, you know, a lot to be desired and started the podcast. And I started it because I was told to in some way. This was, this was a calling. Do this thing. I had no idea what it would turn into or that it would be the cornerstone of a business. I think that so many entrepreneurs suffer from burnout on their way to making it because we get stuck on something that looks good. My husband and I have this list of things that we keep that's called the good in theory list. When you are an entrepreneur and you like to create, you think, oh, this would be great. And then you do it. And sometimes you find out it's great. And sometimes you find out it's really not. And I've become really good at leaving things on the good in theory list and not forcing myself to implement them. But I think that entrepreneurs often get stuck on, oh, I've got to do this thing because it's really good in theory. And they don't learn to let the pieces go when they're not working. So if you're active on like 18 different social media places, you might want to roll it back a little because that's never going to get you where you need to go. You can blow up on LinkedIn or you can blow up on TikTok, but it's really hard to blow up on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, and whatever the heck else is out there, Clubhouse, all at the same time. I think we try to do too many things, be too many places, and I think we try to serve too many people at once instead of just saying, God, this is the person I love to serve and letting that be enough. I think that there's something really important in the world now about disconnecting that a lot of us are not making enough time for. When I was in my burnout recovery, my husband and I, I was physically really okay, but I still was considering myself to be in recovery. My husband and I decided to do a six-day cross-country skiing trek through northern Finland with sleeping bags and dehydrated food and going from hut to hut. And, you know, it was kind of this like very wild, extreme adventure. And on that trip, one of the things that I realized was that I hadn't been disconnected from the internet in over a decade, not for any real period of time, a day here and there maybe. But this was six full days of being completely unplugged and not having any access to plugging in, even if you wanted to, even in dire circumstance. And it was one of the most freeing things I have ever felt. So now we make it a plan to go places regularly for three, four, five days at a time, at least once a year, where we are forced to unplug and we can't do anything except for rest, move our bodies, and maybe read an actual book. And everything else goes to the wayside. Making it in one form or another to me means that I wake up in the morning and I'm excited about my day that I get to do things that are fun for me, that I look at my schedule for the week and I see enough white space for creativity 
and enough people and places on there that excite me to keep me motivated and happy. I was just listening to another Making It episode and the woman said that her making it was self-actualization. And I agree with that because the more I am myself, the more I act in accordance with my needs and my values and my wants and my desires, the more I wake up and enjoy my life. I'm Kate Donovan, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at friedtheburnoutpodcast.com. Making It is part of the Mira CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermond and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is supervising producer. Danny Eney, that's me, is executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, please give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.